0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, wherever you may be. On tonight's podcast, we're going to talk about um, the big uh, Matthew Stafford, Jared Golf trade, who won the trade. I got my thoughts on that, as well as where's Sean Watson going to go? Is he going to go somewhere at all? Is he going to sell the season if he doesn't get his trade request? We're also going to preview Super Bowl 55. Should be exciting. High scoring between the temporary Buccaneers and defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs, And last but not least, we're gonna get into some, we're gonna kick off with this Black History Month with some Black History moments in sports. So we're gonna keep that thing going the entire month of February. So at any rate, without further ado, oh, one last thing, please get the birch. Let's get it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, wherever you may be. Welcome to tonight's snowy version, cold version. (laughs) A podcast uh I'm, I'm like 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 it's snowing here in the Midwest. I think my man Dwayne Nash here got some snow in the Mid Atlantic. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's we,
1: we got it um, over the weekend and a little bit on Monday.
0: There you go, snowman, snow began it in full effect. Anyway, oh, don't don't say, <laughs> don't say that too loud
1: because snow is like pornography here in D.C. When whenever there's a, 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 a a uh, hope of it getting here yeah oh my god the the, the meteorologists hitting the area they get so hyped, they, they start <laughs> talking about and, and prognosticating about what might and might not happen only to be let down and it's it's it's, it's been interesting for the past couple of years we've had a, a very interesting snow drought for the past two years uh-huh. so the 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 four to six inches that we just got over this past weekend was a nice teaser. So you say the word snowmageddon. Oh, my God. It was
0: just, oh, it is. It's like that in New York <laughs> State. But uh, at any rate, this is probably the first time that I've heard a snow and porn analogy. So it's podcast go, <laughs> And where was that again? Oh, yeah. Anyway, I forgot. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, my co-host, <laughs> Wayne Nash, please check him out on the HBCU Sports. Wrestle all things HBCU sports and snow and porn, as well as Sleazy <laughs> Radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. I gotta mark this down. This is this is the first one. This is so funny. And one more thing, please check out his great work on herosports.com, We he about FCS sports as it pertains to HBCU athletics. And for your boy here, please up you out on my post for at the clown times, clowns at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can check me out on Facebook as well. Just go to the search window, where you're in your smartphone, desktop, laptop. Tap in the clown times there. You'll find me after the fool there, and probably spread some more snow jokes there. And last but not least, <laughs> please subscribe. Click the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner of this video, and you'll be glad you did. And we'll be glad that you did. Oh, and one more thing. Get the merch. CafePress.com. <laughs> He's got you he got the ball on dot <laughs> Search for the clown. Time Sports. You'll find it there as well. So we got a little bit to get into. This is a football and Black History podcast. So I hope you enjoy that for the for, for the entire month of February. So let's just start. Just get started with the news that hit over the weekend. That was huge. Matthew yeah. Stafford or Jared Goff. I like. I thought that um, even though you know the Lions got a. Gather hall, like a mm-hmm. first round pick for next year and a first round pick for 2023. Um, you know, I guess they needed that for the Rams to, you know, even though they 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 they're gonna take on Goff's horrible contract, the Rams had mm-hmm. to throw those two draft picks in there to, to swing the kitty, so to speak. But you know, I thought the Rams did well in unloading that terrible contract for Matthew Stafford. I think Matt Stafford has a lot a few years left. I mean, mm-hmm. he balled down Detroit, and yes, I know that he didn't win, but he didn't win any playoff games. He only went to playoffs once. But you got, he, and even though he had some talent in the form of Reggie Bush and Megatron and a couple other cats, mm-hmm. you gotta admit that—I mean, a few of cats, but the cats—but the—but the point is, is that you gotta admit Detroit is one pretty shitty organization. I mean, this is the same organization that that got very um, the great Bears says to quit early. And the before Mitchell Megatron to quit even earlier. So I mean, look, I think if I'm Matthew Stafford, I would just kiss the ground and thank the Lord every time I get, because he's on a team that's Super Bowl ready. Got a top notch defense led by the two, two of the best defensive players in the league, and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. You got a stud running back and Cam Akers who had a great rookie season. He has like a plethora of skill weapons to, to like to throw the rock to. He has a pretty damn good offensive line. So I mean, hell, the Rams to me upgrade at quarterback big time. And, you know, I know that Jared Goff's a good kid by all accounts, a good kid, very coachable kid, um, very relatable kid, personable kid. Um, but let's just be real. He was holding that the Rams back. And I know that Goff was part of the Super Bowl team. But I thought that was more of a team thing instead of a golf thing. But give me your thoughts right quick on the Rams and and, and Lions' big trade over, over this past weekend. Well, first and
1: foremost, I want to go ahead and respond to your statement of, you know, the, 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 the type of organization that the Detroit Lions are. Hopefully, there's a change there. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily a huge fan of the hire of Dan, one Dan Campbell, you know, <laughs> the knee-biter and all, right? Right. But my hope is right that our fellow Aggie and the current uh, vice president of um, player um, personnel and, and, and general manager Brad Holmes the ANT alum um, yes. I'm hoping that he comes in as a general manager and is capable of, of bringing in better talent that to that organization that's one of the things that this team that team has been bereft of mm-hmm. for a very very long time they may right. have, players and spots but they can never get that team together and of course like you said um ever since uh, one Barry Sanders walked out the door Mm -hmm. they have never been able to get right at the running back position so it's going to be a task for Brad when he excuse me when he starts to fulfill fill out that roster right right um and yes Detroit has to take on that 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 bulk, where well, they have to take on that contract, right? But they do get a lot of draft, uh, draft picks to try to go ahead and fill those holes, and hopefully they have enough dough to go ahead and attack free agency as well, and to potentially attempt to make Detroit a destination spot. Because, of course, let's be real, it is Detroit, Michigan, and yes, it is pretty cold up there. Right. No one's gonna really like being there, um,
0: and it's organization too, you know. Yeah, and, and so you know, hopefully, <laughs> double whammy
1: those exactly with the, with the history of the organization and the the climate of the city hopefully you know they can go ahead and and, and start to the win there to make it a little bit more attractive because of course the discussion was already had on whether or not jared Goff's girlfriend would have come out there to be with him or whether or not she's going to continue was that really, true?
0: Was that really true i
1: mean i don't know how true it is but it has <laughs> to be some truth to it i mean right. she's an actress yeah, and it is L.A. versus Detroit, right? So, I mean, she can well, he can't just get a place and rent in Detroit and go back to L.A. during the summers or whatever. But yeah, I, I got a strange feeling it's going to be a battle for her to want to live in Detroit.
0: No, oh, okay, you're talking about your ghost girlfriend, I, like I thought, yeah, I thought you were talking about uh, the coach uh, uh, girlfriend because apparently there's a rumor going around that. Jared Goff slipped into his coach's girlfriend's DMs. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We'll get to that in just a oh, moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> I skip the gun. You you know, drop the gun. Yeah, now. yeah. Don't jump the gun now.
1: Don't <laughs> jump the gun now. So yeah, that's that's um, I would look how I look at it from from Detroit's aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the, the Rams, there are a lot of people. It, it, uh, it seems like you are, and I was originally um included that 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 believe that Matthew Stafford is a better QB than jared goff but if you look at their stats head to head over the past three seasons it's almost a wash mm-hmm. you know uh jared goff averages more passing yards um per game because of course he's had more talent at the skill positions than than mm-hmm. um than, than 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 stafford has um mm-hmm. but stafford has averaged more passing yards per attempt you know touchdowns per game are the same interceptions That's per true. game is yes. about the same so it's almost a wash i mean it's i, I guess it's, a, it's, it's more or less an intangible thing it thinks how you how you perceive what your eye because mm-hmm. you know sometimes the eye test is a little bit more deceptive um than what we actually see t- statistically and mm-hmm. and i'm thinking a lot of us myself included um we're fooled by that because it just seems as though that um matthew stafford has that has a little bit more gumption if you will for What's lack that? of a better term He's yeah, a and, tough and, dude. and he's, he's, a, tough he's dude. a tougher guy yeah. than, than than um as it appears than, than Jared Goff is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what what Matthew Stafford looks like in an organization that is not bereft of talent on both sides of the ball,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that is that close to being a Super Bowl team yet again. You have got to remember this team was just in the Super Bowl um not too long ago, right. and he really wants to play with Sean McVay. I mean, I I know how you feel about Sean and. You know, I have my feelings about Sean as well. Well, m- if your wife, if you work mixed. for
0: him, then you can, you know, get a job. So that's
1: of course, that's, yeah. That's you nice. know, so that's why I have sent my application <laughs> out to him, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but I, I you know, um, I guess I'm the wrong color, and that's another conversation for another time. Right. Um, but uh, 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 yeah. So it seems like they both, as of right now, have won. We won't really find out the winner until like maybe two years from now. Uh, uh, that's with any trade, in my opinion, we won't necessarily know who the winner is until two years from now. Now it's the Rams goal and win a Super Bowl next year. You know what? They're the winner. If Detroit somehow right. makes it to the playoffs next year.
0: And win a game. In the playoffs. They're the winners, right? <laughs> but, right. you know,
1: it, it takes about two years for these guys to get settled within the, the organization and get an understanding of their systems to, to find out who really will be the winner. But, of course, the window is going to be short. They don't have a lot of time, especially as it pertains to the extension with um, Garth's contract because if he doesn't perform, he's going to be out of Detroit. And same thing with, with Matthew Stafford. If he doesn't perform, he's going to be out of L.A. So it, it, it'll be very interesting to see exactly what happens with these two players within their new organizations instant, well, um, within the next year or two. But to your point, um, I thought I did. No, 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 I wasn't a thought. I did see it. Um, there are claims that Jared Goff made a comment in um, a group text, and I'm trying to figure <laughs> out who brought this up who was the genius that decided to bring it up uh, one and then who was the genius that, that let it leak where where Jared... No Gallagher, pun intended,
0: he, leakage. No pun intended, but go ahead.
1: Well, yeah, where Jared <laughs> said that he would like to lay the pipe to Sean McVay's girlfriend. Mm. I thought that was very brazen of him to do that. I don't care if it's a group text that I expect not to get out or not, but mm-hmm. still, it was just
0: yo, that's 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 bold. Yeah. That's yeah, bold. Your head coach. That same coach. I mean, I I mean, you gotta take that, you gotta couple that no and how how true or not that is. That's a that's an awesome story, no matter what. But yeah, it's still hilarious, right? Yeah, yeah, still awesome. But <laughs> you know, you gotta figure that like when I mean it, it it took it was quick how how quick how McVeigh and the general Manager less need both soured on golf. Yeah. Now, I mean I should have known something was up when he said that someone asked uh, Leslie the question about golf being a, their quarterback. He said, he's our quarterback for now. Yeah. I, and I was like, for now? That's pretty interesting. wonder what, what's going on here. Because I know that he <laughs> was hurt. I knew he was hurt, and John Wofford, uh from Wake Forest mm-hmm. um, started a, a few games, uh, one game at the end of the season, and mm-hmm. then a game in the playoffs at Seattle. And mm-hmm. then, I guess, I didn't know this, though, but uh, Walford was uh, was playing with, with like uh, with an in, with, with an injury. And we and I, I figured that you know Golf would be right back in it, but Golf was not. He wasn't listed as a starter, no, even though he was healthy. So I was like, "Wow, what the hell was going on here?" Maybe I don't know if he's wanting the ride the, the hot hand or something I don't know, but I mean, the thing is, is that you know, I guess McVeigh got a, and sneak around to seeing what I guess a lot of other people were seeing. Mm-hmm. was that golf was the clearest weakest link on that squad on the super bowl ready squad remember they don't have any first round draft picks hadn't had any since they drafted his ass first huh? of all mm-hmm. but they won't have another first round draft pick until 2024 at oh, the sure. earliest. yeah i know that uh, you know draft picks can be overrated <laughs> since there. that it's a total crap shoot in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, if they're going to succeed or not. But the point is, is that, you know, if they're going to just kick, if they're going to just, like, put all the chips to the center of the table and go all in with this with this crew, with they have to do a, a, with an upgrade, a quarterback, and they got that with Stafford. Now, I will say this. I could also argue that McVeigh has put his career on the line in L.A and let's say to a lesser extent because they're saying, okay, no more excuses. We have the team built. We got the defense built the route. We, we have yeah. the weapons on offense. Get the stud running back who's rookie this past. He's still on rookie contract. You got a great offensive line. We finally have an upgrade at quarterback. No more excuses. No more excuses. Now, I don't know what the definition be of a failure would be, in the sense that they still have Tampa Bay, who I think will be the favorite coming out of the NFC next year, as well as maybe the Packers. So you have like it's a, this little bit of a crowded room at the top of the, uh, 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 like a, of the pyramid. You figure that the would have to be the third team to fill out the top echelon, maybe followed by Seattle that's right, maybe right underneath that group. Give or take, but you know, yeah, like, but because I don't know what how Seattle's gonna, gonna look like next year, even with Russell Wilson. But the point is, is that the Rams and McVeigh have no more excuses, they got the quarterback that they wanted. He still has a few more good years left, he's a tough mm-hmm. dude, and I think I mean, the, it's gonna be hella interesting in the AFC next year. But the Rams have no more excuses, man, and um, this is what it is, they, they just gotta make it happen. Yeah, they got the QB that they wanted. Mm -hmm. They got the QB that wanted to be there. They're
1: bereft of draft picks. Um, So it's most definitely a win-now mode, right? And like I said before, if they're not capable of winning over the next couple of seasons, it's going to be a problem in L.A. Um, Now, I would say that, man, because you got to look at it, Um, 30 teams are not going to make it to the Super Bowl, right? Correct. Um, LA is going to have to at least be comparable to what they were in order for it to be considered at least even. And I don't, I truly believe that they don't want to look, look at it as being even based upon the things that they gave up, right? So, they they, they, <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 it can't be it, it even, and, and they're going to have to at least come out and, and play. A lot better than what they did last season. Well, this past season. Right. Um. So I would say, in order for it to be a success, especially in year one, they're going to have to make it to the um. They have to take another step forward than what right. they did this year, which is, of course, um, the divisional playoff round. Right. That's that's for right. me at least, and they're going to have to be competitive in that round. They, they just can't just stumble their way there, basically by winning the Western Division which is going to be a, a fight in itself anyway, with the Seattle Seahawks, with the Arizona Cardinals, and then a, a healthy San Francisco 49ers and particularly based on what what they're going to do at the quarterback spot as well. So they're going to have a test in that division alone, Um, I, not even considering what's going to happen outside within, within the, the, uh, the conference. But of course, they're going to have to think about <clears> that too <throat> if yeah. they're looking to make the playoffs.
0: Right, and that, that that's a good point there as well. But you got to figure this, man. You got one of this, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if another team out there is paying attention to uh, to this. If 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 Matthew Stafford was able to be, fetch two number one draft picks and a starting quarterback, what the hell do you think Deshaun Watson's worth?
1: Oh, you didn't ask for, you didn't see what the asking price was by Houston.
0: I heard, but refresh my memory because I I'm, I want you to, yeah.
1: Okay, so um, based upon what I've heard so far, it's been two first-round picks, two third-round picks, and two defensive starters.
0: Oh, two defensive starters? Yeah. Are they, are they guessing that J.J. wants wants the hell out too?
1: It's a possibility. There have been discussions on, on whether or not J.J. wants to stay. But um, it's going to be very interesting Um, because, of course, quarterback is a heavy need here in D.C. Right. And there are a lot of people who are Clamoring for um, steady quarterback play, because of right. course hmm, I haven't had it just about my entire lifetime here in
0: D.C. Um, <laughs> Maybe so Joe Thaisman for a couple of years. Joe Thaisman and Doug Williams a couple of years. Yeah, oh, not even Doug, but still. for a season. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna say,
1: I'm gonna say it like this, right? Yeah, I, I haven't had an Aaron Rodgers or, or Brett Favre here in D.C. in my lifetime. Yeah.
0: That's fair. I that's haven't
1: fair. had a Ben Roethlisberger or a Terry Bradshaw in my lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm. Hell,
1: I haven't had uh, 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 a Tony Romo or uh, uh, Troy Aikman, or Danny Phil White. Sims, yep. Danny White. Just someone who I could count on year in and year out. The is the closest thing to it, followed by Mark Rippon. Mm-hmm. And even still, that was what, maybe five years, six years, max?
0: Yeah, because so, Heisman, got, got hurt early, that ended his career.
1: Yeah, Thurman was was injured in, in um in what eighty six. Yeah, Monday night game against
0: the Giants. 80, 85,
1: 86. Yeah. yeah. So you know we so and, and even the guys that have that have been here for, for three or four years, there have been controversy on whether or not they would stay or not. In the time frame in which they were here. If you look at um uh, 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 uh cousins, um yeah. <clears throat> I mean. Brittle Bob was here for four seasons. It <laughs> was great. controversy filled. So yeah, we just never had consistent play. So that's, that's the, what we're in search of mm-hmm. is getting a QB here to do such. And of course, there are a lot of people that believe Deshaun Watson is capable of doing that based upon what he's done in the first four years of his career. And there have been people who have, uh, you know, um, being there, there's not a lot to talk about right now. Anyway, um, they've been, uh, 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 uh creating sales pitches for <laughs> um, um uh, martin mayhew to, to to try to pitch for for uh, for the houston uh texans to to, to figure out what they want to do so it's like okay if if, if we want to go ahead and do it okay two first two third and then who do we give up on defense do we give up landon collins and and say like jared allen or is it um ionitis and, and 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 um in a corner, what do we do? So, yeah, there have been discussions about what they do, and and, and it's that, I, I guess, trying to fit within that mold of that request that has gone out, which is, of course, to some, may be perceived as uh-huh. an impossible haul.
0: I don't – do you think the Texas are really going to get to defensive starters? Do you do you really think that? Because the Sean Watson, all he has to do, and reports if, – if, if I'm reading correctly, he's willing to play hard, but which means – He'll set out. Yeah. So the, the the and so two things. A questions. A do, mm-hmm. do Texas really want those kind of problems. <laughs> for and, him to sit and, out? Yeah, for it to sit out and, and and lose and lose more and more value to the franchise. Because let's face it, the only thing that keeps him viable aside from JJ Watt is Deshaun Watson. And two, <laughs> and, and two, uh, um, again, are they I mean can the can the I was calling the rocks? Can the Texans really af, afford to play hardball with him? Because remember, he has a no trade clause. He can't. Yeah. They can't send him to Siberia. Mm-hmm. To football, uh, uh, Siberia. He has to okay it, and he doesn't want a Carmelo Anthony situation where a whole team is gutted for him to come. Yeah, he could turn down stuff. So he had he has crazy leverage.
1: Yeah, he does. But at the same time, Houston kind of has leverage where they can say it, okay. He's on the contract, um, yeah. Yeah, you, you're on the contract, dude. So yeah. it's either, you know, if we get what we want to get to send you out of here, then we get it. But if we don't, you're either going to play or you're not. Right. So what are you going to do? Are you not going to play or are you want to come play? So both sides are are kind of holding some people. Who do you think is going
0: to blink first? Who do you think is going to blink first? I think Texas is going to blink first because they. You know
1: what? I think the Deshaun might blink first. I think Deshaun might be first because he's the player. Um, and, and then you don't want to be that guy who, who, if you sit out a year, you know, what happens? I mean, yeah, he gets rested up for a year. and But, I mean, you were out of football for a year, and then you got to get back with your football shape, especially sure. playing the quarterback position and you're starting QB. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know because, excuse me, Houston has already shown that they're not looking to win right now. Right. I
0: mean, <laughs> that's that's pretty obvious.
1: I mean, no disrespect to, to, to David Culley, who we announced, who you announced last week as new mm-hmm. head coach of, of the Texans. And I think I may have said then, and if I didn't, I'm gonna say it now. I don't know if necessarily Carly stays there for a long period of time. I think it's more or less a placeholder to get in the guy who they really want. Um, which who do you, you want to coach
0: that? Who 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 want to coach that pile of shit? You know who who, who want to do it? Who would want to do it, that?
1: if you could go ahead and search shit to Shinola, you know, and you can go ahead and start rebuild from the beginning. So if you can get you a guy who's willing to come in and, and rebuild this mm-hmm. organization, then that's what you're going to get. You're going to get that guy. Um, and, 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 and the question is who would be willing to do that? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I don't know. And a good way to kind of set them up is to, of course, to have those draft picks. So that's the only way that that really works for them. Mm -hmm. Or they just go ahead and just wait until they're capable of filling the holes that, that uh, Bill O'Brien left for them. So either way, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing because Carly is going to end up taking the brunt of the holes that, that um, O'Brien left. So once those draft picks are given up, you know, and they get their picks back again, then that's probably when they bring in a new head guy,
0: but yeah, that's, yeah i'm trying I, to yeah because check this out this year's draft this year's draft look at the houston texas draft uh mm-hmm. hall they don't have a first nor a second round pick no they gotta throw a one third round pick two fours a fifth three six two of them are compensatory and a seven mm-hmm. so they ain't yeah. got shit they essentially yeah. they, they don't have shit to work with so i mean hell i mean that again that's a bill o'brien thing thank you billy <laughs> um, yeah but uh i'm looking up there the next year's draft picks um but anyway but you know but the point is
1: but yeah they don't have any in any uh picks in the first two rounds this draft right i don't know right. what their financial situation is looking like um <laughs> their top two there's rumors that their the, the top two players on the team um are looking to lead after the third has already left so what do you do
0: yeah yeah
1: other than hit the panic button. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame, but no, it is what it (laughs) is. But you know what I kind of (laughs) call
1: this though a little bit, though? What? Jokingly, it's the Colin Kaepernick curse. And it's kind of weird. Let me uh, me explain why I believe that. Mm -hmm. And I hate, you know, to have to bring up Colin Kaepernick in the situation, especially just the fact that Colin had to play. But Mm -hmm. my point was made years ago, right? That it's, It's the team's prerogative on who they want to bring in and who they want to sign and don't want to sign, right? Right. And at the time, Houston's one of those teams that needed a QB, but they decided to go the youth route and draft the QB in Deshaun Watson, which panned out for them, right? Correct. Until it didn't. Yeah. So
0: now they're stuck (laughs) in a
1: situation where they're losing talent and their coaching GM has been tossed to the side because he can't make great decisions. Right. And, and like I said,
0: Houston was one of those teams, and I mean, look at them now. I I like to also call it the Rick Smith purse. because remember, that too, like right? like Rick Smith, the brother who's a former GM, yeah, who people who some people say, well, a lot of people say that Bill O'Brien ran up out of there, yeah. So go figure that he was one. I mean, Rick Smith was one who drafted him, and apparently because I guess like oh, even though O'Brien wanted to start some scrub, I forget his name. Who ended up mm-hmm. losing the starting job after halftime, but the first game of that season and went to Sean Watson, and the rest is history. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just
1: find it funny, right? That it just happens to be, you know, and I hate to make it about color, but I mean, it's just, it's kind of ironic that it's a, a quarterback position mm-hmm. where we already talk about how the league has now moved on to being mm-hmm. a place where we have more black QBs, but have been bereft of um, uh, uh, uh general managers of color. Yeah. So you know you run one out and you shun another <laughs> one you know based upon what his views were. I mean yeah you sign another one but it turns out that that guy now doesn't like the views of your owner as well. So what? There you go. You know it's it's just ironic, right? Go and and I hate to be that woke person to kind of point that out. I just find that kind sometimes of Sometimes you got to point out.
0: Things. It sometimes it it, it it is what it is. It's, it's 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 a little bit glaring though.
1: It's like yeah. okay, that's why Deshaun doesn't want to be there. He doesn't like the like he doesn't like the views of the owner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one of the views of the owner was that he didn't want to sign um a player who wanted to peacefully protest.
0: Right. And his even yeah, though his daddy and a, his son.
1: Yeah, even and though it's a position son. of
0: need yeah. for them. Yeah. Because right. they're gonna figure it out. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that situation. That's gonna probably go over a long. It's gonna be a long stalemate, man. I think it's gonna be a long stalemate. I mean, again, I yeah. think I think Houston. Yeah, Deshaun was... He signed that extension, which he shouldn't have signed because, again, like I said, was it last week or a week or a week before, he knew what time it was in Houston. Mm-hmm. The organization doesn't get shitty overnight. He mm-hmm. knew they were shitty for a long yeah. time. He knew he probably couldn't trust them for a long time. Again, I'm not mad if it's signed, I mean, $140 million. is $140 million. But all good money ain't, all money ain't good money either. Yeah, but so, I also
1: say... I'm, I'm of the, the the club that says he should have signed that contract because mm-hmm. if he plays he gets his money if he gets traded he gets, he his, gets money. his money the only way he doesn't get his money is if he doesn't play right and the only way he's gonna look like he's not going to play is my personal choice right because he's been playing at a, at a at a level in which it makes it very hard for you to bench that dude right it does yeah and if you bench him you still got to pay him yeah and if you cut him now he doesn't get all. Well, wait a minute, he gets the guaranteed though. He yeah, he
0: got most time. of his signing bone He got his most of his guarantees. So I mean, he's, yeah, so he's he'll, he'll still, get his guarantee. He's good. Money, so
1: yeah. He's yeah, good. that's why. That's he's why I good. said he was. It was better off that he signed that contract because he walks away with big time money anyway, and, and it was just a matter of how much of it he's going to get. Right. So yeah, he, he 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 played his way into that, and it's kind of funny because I talked about it on this show first mm-hmm. before I heard anybody else. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and beat my chest about that. Um. How, how how Deshaun Watson has made this into like an NBA esque type thing, mm-hmm. and the only way that that happens is one, you have to be a, a, a player that plays a position of value, and or two, you, you you yes, and you have to go ahead and play at set level, and three, it mm-hmm. has to be a, like I said a, that goes hand in hand with the value, very difficult to replace. So yeah, and, and quarterback is that position that fit that criteria all the way around but the thing is you have to play up to that 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 caliber and he's done so so yeah he, he's he's that he just becomes one of those guys that makes it capable of, of happening you know there are a lot of people who are afraid that the nfl might start to become like the nba mm-hmm. in that aspect but that's going to be very difficult because there are a lot of other positions where you can replace guys with it's oh, of just course that the quarterback spot is one of those places where it's very it's a premium to it it's a, it premium. Is a premium it's a huge and, premium yeah, we're, we're going to on those. trees. They don't grow on trees. And we're going to talk about that on Sleazy next week. There mm. are about 18 to 20 teams right now that, that are in need of a, a starting quarterback because there are no guarantees about what that's going to be.
0: Let me share so who you, who one, what, one last thing regarding Watson. I heard this today on the herd. We're calling it Um, There's some problems that. The Las Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. might toss their hat in the ring. They have the starter that Houston would want and Derek Cole. I think he's a good quarterback. He's not a he's not a he's not a stiff. He's a good quarterback. I, I you know, just, it, I don't think he ever gelled well, mesh well with um with uh John with with, with uh John Gruden. Mm-hmm. He's very hard in his quarterbacks. It's he's in the very hard for Skibies, yeah to the point where Rich Gannon. And even though he had his most success under Gruden, he'd go back at him. He'd go back at Gruden. Four little bombs to him, four little bombs back. It, it was just that type of relationship. And it was a good relationship. Yeah, it was a mutually profound, relationship. <laughs> but he, but I think the Raiders—they're looking to win now too. They're in Las Vegas. A okay, they want to win big in Las Vegas. They're God, God willing, that the pandemic will slow down to the to the point of the, being the flu, and it's, in the sense that it's not as bad as it was before. Um, you know, so they'll get the Las Vegas fan base back, your fans back in in the stands, and John Gruden he has a ten million dollar year contract, but he wants to win in Vegas. Come on, so he really uh-huh. wants to win, and also he has some young studs that Houston may want, because just remember too. The Raiders in the division with not only with Patrick Mahomes to we'll talk about him momentarily, but also with Justin Herbert. Two, one of them one is all the superstar Mahomes. I think Herbert is on his way to being a, a superstar. Mm-hmm. The way he balled out this year. So Houston, I'm sorry, Houston. so Oakland has to catch up. Now, Las, Las, Vegas. Vegas, Las, Las Vegas, damn. So Las Vegas, especially being in Sin City, they have mm-hmm. to catch up to that. So what better way to do it than Leonard Deshaun? And I'll tell you what, man, Deshaun in Las Vegas facing Mahomes twice a year? Wow. That's the only guy who could really go head-to-head in terms of win-loss record against Mahomes.
1: Yeah, similar style of play and
0: everything. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's good. But another team I want to throw at you right, right, right quick. This rumor to that San Francisco may be rumored to get them as well, because they have draft assets. They have a bunch of stats on defense. Because mm-hmm. remember all those first-round draft picks on the defensive line of law, I know they traded away one uh-huh. of them. Um, but they still have defensive, deep, deep, great defensive talent to be able to afford to actually give up. And so I think they have the draft capital to do it. And, again, San Francisco is similar to the the the, 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 the Rams, they're built well they got a mm-hmm. great running game they got a great coach and uh in Kyle shanahan mm-hmm. and so the sean watson style with Sh- with mike with, with Kyle shanahan yo that can make some magic right there but leg style qb being oh, able to God, yes. the
1: that, that falls right into the shanahan <clears throat> playbook Even daddy shanahan or Sonny Shanahan, either way, that is textbook Shanny QB right there. So, yeah, you're right. But the thing is, and and this is um, another option that I've heard that actually includes the Las Vegas Raiders, that actually might include the San San Francisco 49ers, is that if one team, because remember, like I said before, Houston's not necessarily asking for a quarterback to be sent to them. Correct. Now, With those two teams that you named in Las Vegas and San Fran, they do have QBs that they can send their way. But if they can somehow acquire picks in Vegas, you said uh, San Francisco may already have the draft capital in order to do it. But if a team who's a QB needy can send the picks to to, to Las Vegas Mm -hmm. and they send those picks and two of their defensive starters to Houston – Mm. that's a way we can go ahead and get their car out of Las Vegas right. and get Deshaun Watson into Vegas. Right. And then Houston gets what they want.
0: So, I mean, it's going to be fun, man. Again, it's going to be very, very interesting. I think yeah. it's all going to get done before the draft. I think I this is so. going to be done before the draft. I, hope I think so. so. I think so. Because, yeah. so. again, Houston does not have a first or second round draft pick. So, which is why I think if it's going to get done – it's gonna to have to be before this draft, yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? So, yeah. so that's gonna be should be fun. So we're gonna move. I teased them earlier, talking about Mahomes, mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I didn't think we'd get to this point in COVID, right? <laughs> with all the shit that went on through the season, with game teams, games getting postponed, moved around, the game being played on Wednesday night, another game being played on Tuesday night, shit that you don't see every day in the NFL. But uh and plus was some was sparse fan fanfare, depending on where you go, like most most, most stadiums like up north had zero fans, some, 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 um, some uh stadiums in, in the south have fans, some have more fans than, in i.e. Kansas City and Dallas. But anyway, I we'll won't talk about that. But the point is, is that it's been a weird ass season. Very weird season. And what better way to end the weird season than to have a Super Bowl where the host is participating? Tampa Bay. And, of course, the quarterback of said host would be Tom Brady. Of course it would, right? So you got GOAT against the future. Well, many people think it would be the future GOAT. So basically, I'm not going to be late. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I'm hoping it's going to be a good game. I think it will be a good game. I think it will be very high scoring. Um, I've been burnt going against this guy the entire postseason. I'm not going to get burnt again. I have to go of Old Faithful, Tom Brady. I got to go. I mean, because I think, too, not only because the experience factor. Well, Mahomes has a little bit of experience, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think history is on, on Brady's side. He's in line to win his seventh Super Bowl. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. And this is his tenth Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Who does that?
1: <laughs> I, I know, right? I was just having a discussion with one of my boys last night, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he he's, he's a huge Tom Brady hater. Oh my God, the flake. A lot game. Of are. Oh my God, the, the tape recordings. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Take that into consideration, right? And just say all of those Super Bowls before Deflate Gate and the tapes never happened, right? Right. Do you take Tom Brady's career after that? That's still what three Super Bowl wins?
0: Exactly. Super Bowl record passing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's three. That's still three Super Bowl wins. Come on, dog. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How
1: many Super Bowl wins does does uh? does uh, Joe Montana
0: have? Four,
1: right? That's three the post-controversy.
0: Yes, correct. That's
1: three post-controversy. That's, that's still <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy right there.
0: And I don't care. People like to say, people like to not uh, start superstar athletes who lose title games. Yeah. But 10 Super Bowl appearances is 10 Super Bowl appearances. I don't care if it's like, like the likes of Bradshaw, my guy, and Joe Montana... With four for four. Yeah. And it's pre- you can extrapolate that to the, to basketball with Jordan being six for six. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big LeBron fan on the court, but LeBron has been to how many finals? think 10 or 11. Yeah. That's still going to I, go I, that many finals that in. is hard to do. I don't care if you win most of them or lose most of them. 10 finals appearances is 10 finals appearances. 10 yes. is greater than six. Yes. In the case of Brady... He's lost uh, three Super Bowls, he's won mm-hmm. six. But not only is ten Super Bowl appearances more than four Super Bowl appearances for Montana, he's won six rings. Six is greater than four. I don't keep. I don't give a damn if it's six for six or six to ten or six to twelve. It's greater than four. Even though he went four. For, even though Montana went four for four. But anyway, I, I'm not going to get through. Yeah, all but see the,
1: the, the the next question would be how many um, NFC Championship games did Montana not make it to? As compared to how many AFC Championship games did Tom Brady make it to?
0: Right.
1: So you know it's all about how you want to look at success and failure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made it to the to the pinnacle four times and, and succeeded, but how many times did he fail to make it to the pinnacle?
0: Right. And but and keep this in mind too for his greatness mm-hmm. when he was in New England, he made the Super Bowl nine out of the nineteen years he play in New England. Damn, that's yeah. damn near 50% clip. Yeah. One out of two. One out of two mm-hmm. years. And now he's, we'll be, he's, he's, be playing his 10th Super Bowl. Well, did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. He'll be, yeah. He'll, be he'll be in his 10th Super Bowl um, in 20 years. Yeah. So he's one of two. One, one of two. He's, he's betting five, he's betting 500 every other year he's in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah. We're not going to, Look, for the people who are listening to this, to this great podcast, I just want to let y'all know, no matter how you feel about Tom Brady, I'm not a big Brady fan. I still hate the Patriots, even though he's in Tampa Bay now. But the point is, we will not see this again. We will not see this level of greatness again. Now, we don't know what we're going to see for, for Mahomes. I know people are talking about we were about Patrick Mahomes. Things happen. Injuries happen. Free agency happens. The Sour cap happens. So, and even still, with Brady, in the case of Brady... He played 20, that's far, he's played 20 years, made a Super Bowl, 10 out of those 20 years. I don't know if we're going to, again, I don't know if we're going to see that again for that long period of time.
1: It's already, a, exactly, right? Because it's already yeah. an anomaly to have a player play 20 years in the NFL. Yeah. A, 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 a contact sport and a contact sport of that level. Right. So that's already a difficulty as is at a position now mm-hmm. he doesn't take hits constantly, but he plays in a position mm-hmm. where people are trying to get at him on the, mm-hmm. on the on every snap that he takes, right? Right. And and to do that for twenty years and to be on a to be on a team that has not only players good enough mm-hmm. but coaches good enough right. to make it to the Super Bowl, right? Ten yeah. years in a row, very important. In this NFL climate, it's extremely difficult. Because long gone are the days where, like, you know, my Washington football team were capable of of hoarding (laughs) players and signing players for long periods of time and players wanting to stay with coaches for long periods of time and coaches not being poached and everybody wanting to stay in one city. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything to play with your boy. Mm -hmm. I still want to beat the best. Right. Long gone are those days. Right. Now, hey, where can I go? I'm going to take taxes into consideration. Where does my Mm wife want to go? You know, where my boy want to play? I want to play with him sooner or later. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that now comes... Hey, that team sucks, so they want to try to poach from my coaching tree. There's a lot of things that that happen now that weren't happening 30, 40 years ago in the NFL that allow teams to stay long, stay together longer, whereas nowadays it's it's not as easy. So, yeah... (laughs) <laughs> we can only imagine what it's going to be like within the next fifteen to twenty years um, for this to attempt to be. Well, not even past that, because I don't, I don't foresee it happening within the next twenty years. Um, I don't know if it were to happen when it would be, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be a while. It's right. going to be a while, and, and 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 yeah, like I said before, man. Say what you want about this dude. (laughs) There's no way in the world you you can. I I don't. I don't care how you attempt to slice it. Mm -hmm. It is hard to sit here and 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 and, and try to diminish the accomplishments of Tom Brady and the organizations and the teams in which he's played on.
0: Exactly. It's very difficult. Exactly. So I. So I don't know if I got your pick yet for the Super Bowl. Who? who, Like who you got in Super Bowl? Oh, who do I got?
1: Man, it's a toughie, right? <laughs> so we did our picks and everything on Sleazy last night. Correct. And and um for the sake of the show, um you know we of course we make picks and a lot of times just to give you a brief um history for those who are unfamiliar. You know we make our weekly picks week week in week out, mm-hmm. um ten picks per week, right? Mm-hmm. And we also keep track whenever we do unanimous picks. Now, historically, when it comes to unanimous picks, we're trash. I, last year was one of those years where I, I guess somehow COVID helped our unanimous picks where we went like 35 and, and 17 throughout the entire year on, on unanimous picks. Mm-hmm. So we started feeling ourselves. <clears throat> right Now we're back to one and eight this year already in terms <laughs> of unanimous picks. So it's looking like another trash year and somehow some way we kind of turn it around. So, if you know how they talk about the Madden curse and the SI cover curse. We also like have what we like to call the sleazy unanimous pick curse. Awesome. So to kind of avoid that this year, Coach and, 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 and Lou both picked Kansas City to win. And I was like, you know, I, I wanted to pick Kansas City, but I took Tampa. Mm-hmm. And there's an argument for both. Um. God, with that said, my heart says Kansas City Um, but you know, there's a small piece of me that's leaning towards Tampa, but I'm taking Kansas City. Um, the the, the (laughs) thing that that does concern me is the loss of Eric Fisher.
0: Yes, the offensive line that's huge.
1: Yes, and 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 that defensive front for Tampa with Um Viavea, Goldston, and Dominican Sue. Yeah, Pierre Barrett, uh, Six Finger JPP. It, it
0: that, he, no, wrong. <laughs> no, he wrong, Put the yeah. No, he's wrong, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the
1: still funny. I, I, I wouldn't be able to call him six fingers if he didn't have six fingers. I'm just saying, you Correct. know, it, it, I'm not even gonna do that. That's me.
0: That's wrong. That, with me. That's that's a hamburger like the hamburger helper. I, <laughs> 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 like, hey, look, look,
1: <laughs> that, my friend, is wrong. But I'm almost I am
0: always that's a Pillburg Doseboard. I'm sorry. I pulled the one once the Pillsburg Dorbo you pulled. Not not, <laughs> not, not not the hamburger helper guy no, with the three I think fingers. Do, <laughs> like, does, like the thing. Yeah, he's like this. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna go to hell. I'm gonna go to hell with 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 drawers on for that one.
1: And I'm, I'm right there in the past, you you <laughs> We are wrong, but it's hilarious, oh, dude. Man. But but still, even still, even with the lack of fingers, he's still capable of making plays. Yeah. And and he had huge sacks. Goddamn In that Green Bay mittens. Packers game, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see um, what that front does against, um, against Patrick Mahomes. But the thing is, Patrick loves pressure. So, yeah. what do you do? Do you, I mean, you live by the blitz, but he enjoys, he eats the blitz like, like Pac-Man pellets. So, what do you mm-hmm. do? you continue to blitz them in that situation? At some point in time, they're going to have to try to – I mean, they've already played them once this year, so they already know what to face. But it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle it this time.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, this will be interesting. So I'm hoping and praying for a good game. I'm going to have my oh, – it's puck-
1: going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm hoping and praying it,
0: for it, a high scoring. I'm hoping and praying for that. But, again, styles make fights. They do. You know, that they don't have, like, Kansas City is missing Eric Fisher – and another offensive lineman too. I've I, I forget his name. Apparently there's some couple of Castle Kansas City who will who may not play because they got their hair cut by a Barber who tested COVID.
1: Yeah, it's a contact situation. It's like the the fourth string wide receiver and another player. Oh, there you but go. um it's a possibility that, that they still could play, but even still, yeah. Um the the, the things like I said before. You know the, the the lack of the the, the tackles, starting tackles, mm-hmm. from the beginning of the season, they won't be there in the Super Bowl.
0: Right.
1: Um. But you know they they play well facing pressure. The thing is, how will they adapt to not having their starting tackles in this game? Right. Also, you know, Tampa is known for stopping the run. The thing is, though, um,
0: Kansas City, Kansas the City,
1: ball. they they run the ball by committee, right? Right. Right. And even though they are two and two this year whenever they run the ball under 60 yards or less um, in a game, which is how much Tampa gives up per game rushing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of those games, one of those losses was the last game of the season where they didn't play all of the starters. Right. You know, in that other game, I forgot it was against um the Las Vegas Raiders. And in that game, not only was the Vegas Raiders capable of stopping them from running the ball, they gave them fits offensively. <laughs> With Darren Waller, with a, with a tight end, which mm-hmm. is mm, a, a position where, of course, Tampa is not bereft of talent. So that's like the first right. time I said bereft. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm still keeping a tally of that too. You got a big um, words going, yeah. Well, small, big. You know, it's only six letters, <laughs> but still. Um, so yeah, if if if, if um, Tampa is capable of doing that, which which they are, uh, holding them under 100 yards and and being able to um, make plays with the tight ends. Then, of course, we're going to end up having a good game, something that I'm anticipating anyway. But the last time um, Kansas City played against Tampa, Tampa held them to 87 yards rushing. But Kansas City threw the ball for 456 yards. Yeah. So uh, pick your poison.
0: Yeah.
1: Pick your poison. So, you know. But even (laughs) still, like I said before, to answer your question, I'm taking Kansas City even
0: though, you know, yeah, I'm taking Kansas City. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm gonna have my bucket. Of, see, 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 see so I won't be in any Super Bowl parties because I'm afraid of COVID. I have my bucket of chicken. I don't know where I'm at yet, but I have my bucket of chicken, have my cool ranch flavored Doritos, some chips from for other chips from Whole Foods that my son likes. Um uh, what else? Uh what the hell else I'm gonna have. I I I, I have like for Christmas, right quick, I got like uh some Omaha steak stuff. So I Let me got to yeah. I guess some apple tarts through that. I got some mm-hmm. uh some sausage, sausage a sausage, couple of rolls of sausage uh, from that. And mm-hmm. so I'm gonna break those out. And who the hell else I'm gonna break out? But I'm asking if I need lots of junk food for why I think it's gonna be a good game this Sunday. Again, goat versus baby goat. <laughs> uh, ironically enough, game.
1: which translates to kid. There and you. of course. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, this is his third year. He's yeah. still kind of a kid, and then there. But at the same time,
0: yeah,
1: second Super Bowl, two, well, three MVP like seasons. Yeah, yeah. What do you do, right? But yeah, as you're talking about menus, I'm still trying to get my menu together. Yeah. Um, and, and what I'm gonna do? Make but- sure it's
0: junk. Don't eat healthy during Super Bowl. You gotta get junk. That's a one day a year you can get away of eating junk. So. <laughs> <laughs> get you some asparagus. Some damn. Uh...
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, Scott, I'm going to go ahead and get some hummus
0: and, you know, some chips. And, <laughs> and some pita bread and, and, and vegetarian hamburgers. <laughs> what they call Chicken uh, sticks. But anyway, uh, we're going to close the out. It's not on... to say
1: that I'm beyond hummus, but you know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just be real about that. Um, Throughout this month a favorite of February, Black History Month, we're gonna spend. We're gonna take a segment of each show, mm-hmm. a, a sharing with y'all, sharing with the audience, Black History moments in sports that many fans do not know. So we're not Oof. gonna get the Jesse Owens. We're not gonna uh-huh. get the Jackie Robinsons. We're not gonna get the Hank Aarons. We know people. Most people know that. Yeah, I want to touch on. And I know you're gonna to touch on as well. And some guests we're gonna bring during this month, like our guys from last week, for example, we're gonna to touch on and share Black history pioneers and sports who people do not know about. So mm. I got my two. I I'm like I know you got your two. Yeah. So I'm gonna share mine right quick. You can share yours. Um, the first African-American drafted to the NBA, Chuck Cooper. Like I saw, yes. um, I, I saw what was really cool last night, Duquesne University, where he mm-hmm. where he played. Um, they were they were I think they were ESPN or ESPN two, one of them. But anyway, they they dedicated a new arena on campus, and they named it after him. Mm. And so, what the coolest thing with ESPN did <clears throat> was that they came back after commercial break, surely like maybe ten minutes or so after the opening tip. And shared the story of Chuck Cooper, which I thought was really, really, really cool. So that's 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 what So I want people to know out there about Chuck Cooper, the first African American to be drafted in the NBA.
1: Yes. Uh, oddly enough, here's another bonus for you. Yep. Chuck Cooper also attended the HBCU before he ended up at Duquesne. He played a year at West Virginia
0: State. Hmm. There you go. Another nil on back history. So we are synergy, man. I like this. So, yeah. So, Chuck Cooper. And also, there is an article <clears throat> that I posted to my uh, to, 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 to my Facebook fan page. It's about the uh, first all-Black starting line in Canada hockey history, college hockey history. Mm-hmm. And this is at St. Mary's University in February 1970. We started Bob Dawson. Percy Paris and Daryl Maxwell and they were recently honored um, um, not that long ago actually so but it's on nhL.coms website and you know basically it was it was never it's never been done at that point so it is a game against uh, Mount Allison University in, in Sackville New Brunswick so again that st. Mary's University it's all black st- forward line all black forward line on the ice in the hockey game february 1970 bob dawson percy paris and Daryl maxwell and that is my contribution to the first of our uh, in the series of black history pioneers in sports for the evening so i know you i know you got your two as well so i'll let you uh, have the floor. uh yes
1: um first and foremost i'm going to start with the homie um al adams AKA the Destroyer.
0: Yes. Um, Great.
1: Yes. NBA uh, basketball hall of famer. Um, got his number retired at North Carolina A&T State University a couple of seasons ago. Um, not only, of course, is he an alum of North Carolina AT, our alma mater, he also um, played in the NBA with the Philadelphia, then in Philadelphia, which eventually became the San Francisco and Golden State Warriors. Now, for those that don't know, Al Adels is the second African-American head coach to win an NBA title. Mm. He did that in 1974-75 against the, uh, Baltimore, Bull- the Baltimore Bullets. Um, like I said, he's the second to do it. He was a player coach at the time. Um, also, the, the, the first player coach, well, the first African-American to do it was also a player coach, won Bill Russell. So, yes, um, the second guy to do it all time is an HBCU alum. And, of course, not only um, – he had, what, at least a 40-, 50-year career with the Golden State Warriors because not mm-hmm. only was he a player, he moved his way up into the, um, the front office as well. Um, there where he – I think he still has some sort of role there in Golden State. But, yeah, he's, he's been in Golden State and, and, and has left that organization – the entire part of his MBA career. Um, so that's my first one for the, for um, for this week. The second one, of course, um, goes to a gentleman who just recently passed away, unfortunately, one uh, John Tanny. Yes. Now, of course, a lot yes. of people are familiar with John Tanny and his time at Temple University. You know, coaching in the A10 against the likes of, of, of UMass and Rhode Island. Um, but before all of that, John Chaney, who was from Jacksonville, Florida, who eventually ended up moving up to Philadelphia, um, attended college at Bethune cookman College, Correct. where he played um, guard there. Um, and then of course, after graduating from there, he would eventually become a head coach. Like I said before, we mostly know him for his time at, at, at Temple, but before he was at Temple, he coached at Cheney State in Philadelphia um, for ten seasons, from seventy-two to eighty-two. Was he at um, the same
0: time as Vivian Stringer when she coached yes, women? He was. Yes, that's he
1: what, was. I yes, what I thought. Yes, um, yeah. and, and 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 during that time there, uh, Cheney won a national championship in nineteen seventy-eight, where he went on to win, um, have a, a record of two hundred and thirty-two and in, in fifty-six. Um, during his time, his 10-year time frame there. So that dude basically had a record of 23-5 and Mm -hmm. every year. He was um, there at Cheney State before eventually going on to Temple. So, yeah, I wanted to go ahead and pay homage to the OG. You know, they talk about the the pillars of African-American head coaching as it pertains to um, college basketball. We lost two Giants, uh, John Thompson Mm -hmm. late last year, and now just um, – John Chaney, um, this past weekend. So, I want to go ahead and, and, and pay homage to him and, and most definitely bring to light his HBCU yes. um, past before he went on to become. Same thing with Vivian Strigger, who won a national title at Chaney State as well yes. during her time there before she went on to do the things that she did um, later on in her career. So, yeah, I want to go ahead and talk about um, Chaney and Al Adams. So, I, I, I did basketball. I was going to cheat and do Doug Williams because, of course, the thirty third anniversary of him winning the Super Bowl mm-hmm. was just the on the thirty first, and of course, I, I still mark that as one of my all time favorite, if not the all time favorite moment in sports history for me to see Doug. I do remember that. my
0: dad. I remember my dad right, right quick about Doug Williams.
1: Mm-hmm. We watched the
0: Super Bowl, and he's, he was oh, yeah. he was a Washington he was a Washington fan before he passed, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sitting there with them. I was never a fan of Elway's Broncos, mm-hmm. even though I was an AFC guy. So I remember sitting watching my dad, and when I remember when they were dad y'all went down ten to nothing. Yeah, and Doug Williams got hurt. Mm-hmm. That that and before they bought and Jay Schroeder for like a minute, a quick minute, mm-hmm. and then Doug Williams went back out there, and the rest was history. Yeah,
1: Literally. touchdown
0: pass, the touchdown pass. Couple of attempts, Timmy Smith, big runs here and there, but touchdown pass. At the touchdown pass, never seen my dad so happy. <laughs> I never seen my dad so happy. I mean, mind you, oh. I watched the Super Bowl before that, where his y'all's team beat Miami. Mm-hmm. We were both little kids then, obviously. But I remember. But he even even watched after watching that. That would be y'all's first Super Bowl victory. I've I never seen my dad as happy as he was. Because he saw Doug Williams get some shine, that was that was the happiest I've ever. See him watching any type of sporting event. I yeah, give, this is like years and years of watching sports with them and everything else. That was the happiest I've seen him, and it's not even close. And I'll forever uh, remember that. Right, quick about Adams. I think you may have mentioned this. He was a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, he was a Hall mm-hmm. of Famer. In the death of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to share with you just right quick before we get to our random shit segment. Um, I remember as far as John Chaney is concerned, as great as a coach he was, he was great. He was awesome. I still, my favorite moment of his was when he, 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 he crashed the um, press conference of one John Calipari. John Calipari,
1: yes, sir. When he sir. was at
0: UMass. Back when you, back when A-10 basketball was it, and back when Temple and UMass was real. It was a real rivalry. Back then, John John Cowper, as you we all know of those are the younger folks out there who know him from UK, and maybe Memphis before that, that's mm-hmm. where he got his really big start as far as D1 level basketball. And so that was in the like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And so that's back before that. John Cheney's Temple Owls ruled the A-10, the Atlanta 10. Mm-hmm. So here comes UMass and this cocky Italian dude from Pittsburgh coming up there, blowing up the spot, rattling the cages of John Cheney, and really challenging him. Yeah. He really challenged Cheney. Again, Temple and UMass was a real rivalry. And so oh, yeah, it was a real <laughs> rivalry. And so it culminated, it boy, the border point came, I guess, I think, was it UMass beat them? And then, uh, what's his name, Calipari was, I think it was bitching about the treatment, uh, preferential treatment to Chain or whoever, wherever it was. And then Chain having to be around sorted in, was talking shit from the back. Calipari, who's not known to back down from anyone, talked his shit back. And before you know it, Jonathan takes his old ass up there. <laughs> to the him, <laughs> granted he wouldn't be sold he was a little bit older than calipari obviously So sort of just hurried up there here comes calipari down from there about to literally throw blows at each other yes yes literally about to throw blows at each other and we're, we're ending with cheney saying yelling i will kill you i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill your ass and then chain and then calipari pointed at him on top of that, people get dreamers of the press and coaches getting in between them. That was classic. It was and what was the coolest thing about that, right quick, is that Calipari recounted the whole thing on Twitter, I think a couple of days ago. It's <laughs> like he it, it's, it's it's funny that they became good friends yeah. years after that. And so he was able to recount that moment. He he gets a good laugh about it now.
1: So <laughs> it's hilarious. It was, it was, and that's it was the- classic. Right. Yes, that's <laughs> a sad thing because there are a lot of people who look down on Tanny because of that. Yeah. You know, and, and but that's like well that and the perceived um way that he treated his players, even though his players loved him. Yes. His players love
0: Well, he called him. himself the Black Knight for Bobby Knight. Yeah. Bobby Knight had all that trouble and then John oh, just yeah. defense. He mm-hmm. said, I do the same I do the same thing. Yeah, They call me the Black Knight because I do the same thing to my players. But, yeah, go, go ahead. And
1: see, that's the thing because – and that's the one thing that, that, that um, a lot of these uh, players will tell you that that was kind of like one of the responsibilities of, 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 of head coaches, not just in college basketball but in college football as well, mm-hmm. not just at PWIs but at HBCUs as well. Right. They, they not only were their, <clears> were their, their coaches they were father figures to these guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they had to be tough on them because they had to prepare them not only for basketball but for life. Yeah, So they, they taught them, you know, not just lessons on the court but life lessons that stuck with these guys to this day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough love aspect and, then, and to a lot of guys, they were like fathers to them and and, and they loved them for oh, that. Oh, they
0: love Chaney. These players yeah. love and, Chaney.
1: And like I said, you know, it, it, you, you had that 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 history and that knowledge that came down from the likes of thompson and mm. and, and 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 channy and and those before him you know um big house games mm. and 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 mcclendon that were passed down to the, the, the current guys um especially those that are on the hbc level like um like lavelle moton over at, at north carolina central and 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 Will Jones that at, at North Carolina AMT has probably gotten a little bit from um uh, uh those that have been surrounded by um by 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 Corbett. So yeah, this there's a lot of and when Al, Al probably has given them.
0: I'm sure two, he two was like as that. well.
1: Yeah, so you know, it's it's just the whole lineage of, of how not only just to to win, but to have these young men win at life. And, and it's something that these, these guys will cherish for the rest of their lives.
0: Well said. So now we're down to our random shit segment. Do you have anything that you want to share with us, what you're doing? Like, I know you're on on location somewhere, so you want to share anything that you have? You're at the crib now? You're back back in the crib Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I'm back
1: in the crib now. I mean, and and, and my on location was just here in the area, so it wasn't (laughs) necessarily, I was anywhere in special. Uh But um, yeah, you you, you talk about um, FCS uh, news, and of course, today was National Signing Day. Um, I'm not one who necessarily gets excited, so but I know everyone else does, so mm. I want to see what, what everyone's buzzing about, and I'm like, mm, okay, that dude sounds good on paper. I want to see what this dude does on the field, mm. but I digress about that, and the reason why I I'd say how they do it in the field is because even with COVID still going on, dude, I don't know if we're going to – man, oh, man. So – uh, I think we've already talked to you about how they're like there's there's six teams in the MEAC that are going to compete football wise this spring, right? Mm-hmm. We've already had our we, we've just had our first first swat school pull out from playing football um, this spring, and it's a doozy because it's the conference champions. Allcorn State has said we're not playing this spring, mm-hmm. um, which is big <clears throat> because, like I said before, they're the, they're, the, they're the conference champions from last season. Um, I've always, not always, but like over the past month or so, I've been thinking how much does this season necessarily mean outside of the fact that these guys get a chance to play? Um, These guys, it's kind of late for a showcase for the draft because the season goes on past the draft. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like a preseason for the fall season to come up. But, you know, my hope is that a lot of these guys that are not going to get an opportunity to play this spring especially the seniors, will get an opportunity to play in the fall. Um, because, um, you know, I, I, I would hate to see, like, a lot of the guys who would have been seniors in 2020 just lose out on that entire season and not get an opportunity to get one more chance to shine right. on the field and, and at least enjoy their, their, their last year um, playing on the field. And with that said, you know, the, the fall schedules have already have been released over the past couple of weeks as well, mm-hmm. which means, um, God, it, it just, I understand why, but it still hurts me to say it. The first ever season for North Carolina a in the big South. Mm-hmm. I saw that schedule and how weird that looks <laughs> to, to, to see it like that. And then also um, the, the bigger news, my God, the Atlantic Sun has um, absorbed like five schools. I can't remember what the schools are off the top of my head, but they've absorbed five schools and they're in the process. I think I may have brought it up before um, last year that they were looking to become this super mega conference where they have schools that concentrate mainly in football to compete. And then they end up splitting the conference into two to having two conferences to play basketball. I'm going to go ahead and send you the, the, the full details to mm-hmm. post on your Facebook page, yeah, they made the announcement on Monday that they've acquired the teams and they're well on their way to go ahead and starting this this super conference on the D1 level. It's going to be very interesting as wow. it pertains
0: to the future of college sports. Wow. And then the, then the wheels turn. Yeah. Money, money makes the world go round, but. Yes, it does. It, it does. But anyway, I guess that's a wrap. Uh, Thank y'all for tuning in to the next podcast. Again, follow my man Dwayne Nash on uh, the yard HBCU Sports Wrestling, by all things HBCU Sports. You see the, the stuff in the background there. As well as Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night with the coach, Lou, and the crew. Mm-hmm. Also, Sports.com where he talks about FCS sports as today's HBCU Athletics. As for me, please subscribe. Hit the subscribe please. button at the bottom so it, it will help me, him, and everybody else. As well as Get the merch, KevinPress.com. Get the merch. Get the merch. Also, uh, search for the Clown Town Sports and put the address link in the description. Mm-hmm. And two more things: S- these pandemics not over yet. I know people are getting their, their their vaccinations. Stay the ass at home if you can. If not, stay
1: stay home on Sunday.
0: How yeah, about that? please stay home on Sunday. Don't stay go home to on Sunday. Don't, don't go to your homeboy's Super Bowl party. It ain't worth. It. it. Ain't worth being get, getting the super spreader event. Just stay at home. Get, order some shit, order your shit. Go to a grocery store if you have to. And if you go to a grocery store, wear a damn mask. Don't be a Karen. Wear your fucking mask, okay? <laughs> and get home and wash your damn hands like a mom and daddy taught you from back in the day. And one more thing, take care. Have a good, safe weekend. Peace out.